0: there is no way in the world that you can find yourself being defeated in this hour no matter what it is uh, that we're looking at right now as it relates to uh, the conditions that we are presently living in at this particular time because the word of the lord lets us know that with god all things are possible if we believe and so i am truly thankful to god to be able to be sharing again with the cathedral family and of course Thank the Lord for uh, Bishop Brown and for Deacon Brown and for all of you, the children of God that are on board this Friday Night Live uh, this evening. I am so certain that God is up to something in this hour. There is no doubt in my mind that no matter what we are looking at at this particular time, that God is still very much in control, that none of this takes him by surprise. Uh, And so please understand that there's no accidents, there's no coincidences in God everything is his divine providence and so every one of us has got to keep our hearts open to what the Lord is saying to us individually and corporately in this season so that we will know how to apply ourselves to whatever it is that the Lord has conditioned and is positioning us to be able to accomplish and achieve. So uh, I pray to God that your hearts are open to receive what the Lord has to say to us this evening and the scripture that you see up on the screen and also what was read by our dear sister a little while ago if you have your Bibles, I want you to open up to Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and 36. Now, no matter what medium that you might use, whether it be your iPhone, your iPad, or whatever other medium that you might be using, I like to hear the rustling of the pages for myself. I guess I'm, oh. hey, I hear the Bishop. I'm old school, me too. Me too, that's right. I am definitely old school. I like to feel that book in my hands and hear them pages turning. So uh, again, but with Hebrews chapter 10, verse 35 and verse 36. Uh, And this is what the word of the Lord says to us here tonight. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence. I'm reading from the new King James. Do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward for you have need of endurance. Some of your Bible says need of patience. I like that word even better, but you have no need of endurance. So that after, after you have done the will of God, you shall receive the promise, and as you see on the screen, our title for this evening is, It Pays to Wait. It Pays to Wait. Now, as we continue to grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, one of the most difficult areas of our being to dominate is our soul. We must always bear in mind that we are created in the image and likeness of God, even as our brothers were singing uh, just a moment ago. But we are created in the Lord's image and created in His likeness. Therefore, we have to understand that God is a triune being. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we too are triune beings because we are spirit. We were created spirit, soul, and body. However, when Adam and Eve fell, they inverted uh, our structure and we became body, soul, and spirit so now when jesus comes however jesus comes to once again bring us right side up and so through christ it becomes spirit soul and body so we are a spirit that's what we have to understand we are a spirit that possesses a soul and we live in a body now our spirit is the portion of our being that is regenerated our soul is not converted want everybody make sure you get that in your heart and your mind. Our soul is not converted. Our spirit is converted, not the soul. Now, our soul is the seat of our affections, our emotions, our will, and our desire are all couched in our soul. Our soul also possesses our passions. Now, we have to make sure, though, that we keep our soul brighted, bridled, I'm sorry, because if we don't, then we're going to end up actually operating out of control because of the fact that the soul will dominate and therefore we start living life through our emotions and through our feelings as opposed to being guided by the spirit. The soul must be dominated uh, because there is no doubt that the soul does not want to cooperate with God. The spirit man has to become dominant, but it will not be dominant if you don't feed him. That's the reason why the word of the Lord says, though our outer man perishes, yet the inner man is renewed day by day. But you got to feed the inner man on a regular basis. So that means that no matter what takes place, that you should find yourself always pouring over the word of the Lord on your face before God, seeking Him as to what it is that is His direction for your life on a daily basis. Because if not, then once again, we'll be guided by our feelings. Now, that's really a critical situation because of the fact that our feelings vacillate. And it's not just a day-to-day situation. Our feelings can vacillate from moment to moment. And because of the fact that our feelings can vacillate from moment to moment, it also means that you're making your decisions based on what your feelings are directing as opposed to listening to the voice of God. And there are going to be those instances when the voice of God is directing us to go in a direction which will not always satisfy or will align itself with what your soul is trying to dictate to you. So, the Bible even says so. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 17. To do yourself well, to write these scriptures down. Galatians chapter 5, verse number 17. For the flesh lusts against the spirit. That word lust there does not mean Uh, you know, sexual lust, but what it means is wars. So the flesh wars against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary. They're contradictory to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. Because think about those instances when the spirit of the Lord has given you a directive and it challenges everything in your being. You're saying to yourself, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I really have the wherewithal to pull this off. And your feelings keep telling you, no, put that off, delay it, let it be hindered for a while. Uh, You'll be okay. You'll make it through all right. While the Spirit of the Lord is trying to prompt you and provoke you, do it now. Do it now. Do it now. Or also, there's going to be those times when the things that the Lord is asking you and I to do, you feel that you don't have the uh, inner power or strength to be able to handle it and here it is that you're forgetting all about the fact negating the fact that the word of the lord says with god just quoted a moment ago all things are possible however it's if you believe so now the word of the lord says speaking those things that are not as though they were so we have to realize that we are created as supernatural beings The Lord has added some super to your natural. And your problem is, is that too many of us don't see ourselves as being supernatural beings. And every one of your responses to life is always through your flesh, through your soul, if you will, and not by your spirit. So let me go to the next thing I want to share with you then. So then the renewing of our minds is a supernatural process in which the Lord uses circumstances in our daily life to transform us. So remember, again, I say it's a supernatural process. So we have been thinking very independently as we were uh, living this life before Christ, uh, what we call our BC days. So before Christ, you were living life in a very independent fashion. Now, when you come to Christ, that all changes because you got to become dependent and we say we trust the Lord, we say we love the Lord, we say how much we know that we just need the Lord in our life on a daily basis, and yet when it comes to some of the very critical moments in life, especially even during this pandemic, I wonder how many of us have thoroughly, and I say that intentionally, have thoroughly been trusting in God and believing Him for all of your sustenance for life, for Him to be able to carry you through all of what it is that we're going through thus far without thinking that somehow or another that you have got to do something to satisfy your situation on your own. So this is a supernatural process though. And the Lord wants to change our mind. First Corinthians chapter two, verse 16. It says right there, we have the mind of Christ. So when you and I accepted Jesus into our life, he brought the whole package and he brought his mind Our issue is, will you decrease so that he can increase and that you will begin to think his thoughts through your mind? Is what it's supposed to come down to. Because I'm going to give you four things that the Lord utilizes for my daily life that in actuality can bring transformation if you will receive it and accept it. So, one of the first things that the Lord will do in order to transform our mind is that he will allow interruptions to come into our life. Now, all four of the things I'm gonna share with you, we are experiencing right now during this pandemic. So the Lord is gonna bring interruptions into your life, meaning that there will be those instances when he's going to insert himself into your situation. You were rolling along fine. Everything was smooth. Everything was flowing. You was having a great time in life. Oh my goodness, you were just experiencing a high time. and Then all of a sudden, it seemed as if the train ran off the rails. What in the world happened? Because I know that many of us are looking at the situation that we have right now and saying to ourselves, how in the world is it that uh, a year ago, uh, it was such a rosy painted picture for me. Man, we were looking at uh, the uh, whatever the theme was for the new year and we were looking at 2021, was gonna be the one, that was gonna be it because now 2020 is in the rear view mirror and oh my goodness, man, we gonna hit the ground running, it's gonna be great. And then to see ourselves in 2021, in February, a year later, and we're still dealing with some of the same circumstances, still dealing with some of the same situations as if in fact, hey, Lord, you can't be allowing this to happen. I prayed every prayer I know to pray I've spoken every tongue I know to speak in. And you mean to tell me I'm still dealing with this situation? Yes, because you have need of endurance. You have need of patience so that after you and I have done the will of God is when you're going to receive the promise. I say to every one of us on this line tonight, stop trying to hurry God up. Stop trying to push God and to think that somehow or another that you can pray some manipulative prayer that somehow or another that you're going to force God's hand and make God do something that is not in his will or it is not the perfect timing for it to take place yet. So there's going to be interruptions and there's no doubt that every person, think about this, all of the people in the world Have had their lives interrupted by this particular situation. Well, then the second thing that's going to happen is that there will be inconveniences. There's going to be those times when there are things that are going to take place that you and I absolutely 100% have no control over any whatsoever. That is the problem with many believers. We want to take our timing from the world and bring it into the kingdom and act in the kingdom as if we're still in the world. Because when we was in the world, we controlled it all. We made all of our own decisions. And there are some of us that may be on the line tonight that at this particular time, you are living through the nightmare of the harvest of decisions that you made years ago. And that stuff is still haunting you up to today because of the fact that you knew that you made a decision or made an unwise choice that had absolutely nothing to do with God's will for your life. So you've been inconvenienced. And many of us don't like to be inconvenienced because, man, we want to make sure that we are all, all, we are always in a position to where we can dictate the outcome of our circumstances. And let that sink in just for a second. So now we got interruptions, we got inconveniences, and then the next thing that the Lord will allow is irritations. Things that, that rub you the wrong way. People that rub you the wrong way. And I mean, this seems like it just becomes so frustrating. And when we are irritated, anger is also associated with it. And during this pandemic, I wonder how many of us have been able to actually be in control of your anger to get to the point to where you can operate totally from a place of peace because you see not only are we supposed to have a peace, of the peace of god but we well, listen i'm sorry the peace from god but we should also have the peace of god the peace of god that passes all understanding so that no matter how irritating a situation may become we don't allow it to push our buttons and get us to a place to where you find yourself sometimes very angry. And there are instances when you don't even know why you're angry. And the only only reason why you're angry is because things are not going the way you planned it. But you got to remember what the Bible says, Romans chapter 11, verse 33. Oh, both the depth and the riches of the wisdom and knowledge of God, how unsearchable are his judgments and his ways are past finding out. Now, many of us, you pray the prayer and you say, Lord, let your perfect will be done. Now, when you said it, you meant it. You were serious when you said it at that particular time. You just didn't realize that his perfect will was not going to align with yours. Yep, let that sink in for somebody. Okay? Because we were looking for the Lord to do things one way, and it came another way. And then we said, well, wait a minute, Lord, I want your perfect will, but not like this. But wait a minute, didn't you say that his ways are not our ways, and his thoughts are not our thoughts? You know what you said. But we say that stuff, we read it, and we hear it from the pulpit, bishops quote it, and oh my hallelujah, say said, Bishop, you know, and then after it becomes a reality, now our whole world is shaking because I did not intend for you to irritate me and upset me like this. And then the fourth thing that will happen, and it's happening during the, uh, the COVID as well inactivity. Inactivity. In other words, having to sit still. Man, I wonder how many of us darn it, lost our mind in the first few months of the COVID. And they told you you had to stay in the house. Can't go nowhere. Got a sin in the house. But yet, when Bishop quoted the scripture, be still and know that I am God. Oh, hallelujah. Glory, say it Bishop, say it. Be still. And now when the Lord makes you be still, you got a problem. And the reason why I truly believe that the Lord has allowed some of this is because of the fact that we have been a very scheduled people. We even schedule ourselves when it comes down to our worship, because we come down to our worship on a Sunday morning, and we get to worship at a particular time, and now we're looking at our watch, because after a while, I'm looking at the fact that I've made some other plans for the course of the day, and so Lord, you're beginning to infringe on my time. Uh, or I, I put my roast in the oven and I put the timer on and I want to make sure that I get back there just before the timer go off. So, hey, look, uh, somebody, y'all better hurry up because I, I got to go. And so now the Lord is saying, oh, you got to go? Sit still. You can't go nowhere. And you can't go nowhere and if you do go somewhere, you better have yourself covered up because now there are restrictions On our life, and we don't like to be restricted. And here's the thing obedience to God is somewhat of a restriction because it brings parameters to our lives, it brings borders to our lives. And many of us don't like those parameters, we don't like those borders. Yes, we say we want to be obedient to God, but it has to be on our terms is the way that we want this to be. Now, let me go forward. Because you see, as believers also, we gotta fight our flesh and urging us to resume control of our life. You gotta fight your flesh on that, y'all. You know, because as again, I was saying a moment ago about this whole independent spirit. And there are some of us that you come to Christ and you said, and we sing the song, I surrender all, all to thee. Our blessed Savior, I surrender all. But do we really? Because when the Lord asks you to do something that is more compelling, more challenging, and more demanding than anything he has ever requested or required of you before, are you truly going to submit and surrender your all to him despite how you feel and despite what it looks like Despite the fact that your prayer partner said that they don't agree. Are you willing to stand for God, do what the Lord tells you to do, and fight all of this reasoning, human reasoning? Because remember what the Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For we wrestle not against what? Flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers. Nope, sorry, for the weapons of our warfare. That's the one I want are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, to the casting down of imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, every thought. Now, some of us said, well, that ain't possible. Yes, it is. We quoted it a while ago. With God, what? All things are possible. So if that be the case, then that means that you and I are supposed to totally submit, totally surrender our all to the Lord. And there should never ever be anything that the Lord requires of you and I that you are not prepared to deliver. Because watch what it says in James chapter four, verse seven and eight. James chapter four, verse seven and eight. It says, therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Now, let me stop there for a second. Most Christians only quote, resist the devil, and he'll flee from you. Now, that sounds wonderful, but we want to skip over the first part of the verse because the first part of the verse says, submit yourself to the Lord. So, there can be no resisting until you do some submitting. Until you totally submit yourself to God and you are under the authority of God's Holy Spirit, the devil will not respect you because he's not going to listen to you as he knows you're not submitted to God. Because please understand this, the same as God knows who is submitted to him, the devil knows who submitted as well. Remember what the what the what what the the, the man in Acts um, uh, chapter uh, thirteen, and here it is the seven sons of Sceva. some of y'all might remember them, okay. And so they saw Paul and them rebuking demons, so they said, "Oh, they said we can we can do some of that." So they go to a man's house who's possessed by demons, and they said, "Hey, in the name of the, the God that Paul served, come on out of him." The demon looked out of the window of that man's eyes. And the demon said, "Uh, wait a minute, Jesus I know, and Paul I know, but who in the world are you? And the word said that the devil in that man beat them folks, beat them till they've knocked all the clothes off them, and sent them out the door, beat up, bloodied up. And so the devil knows whether you are submitted or not. And if you are not, you should not be trying to test or tempt the devil in any manner, shape, way, or form. When you know that you're not fully submitted to Almighty God. Because let me say this through revelation, y'all, our focus in life is dramatically changed because we got to learn to disconnect ourselves from Babylon. Now, when I say Babylon, I'm talking about the secular world and I'm talking about the Babylonian system. We've got to disconnect from the system because our problem is too many of us are looking to the government and looking to other secular entities to be your source. God is not just a source. God is the only source, hallelujah. And that's the way we're supposed to be looking at this. He's the only source. But now, of course, again, Bishop quote that scripture, my God shall supply all my needs. And man, folks are running around the church. Howling and screaming! Oh yes, he is. Oh, I know him to be a. I know him to be a provider. I know him to be Jehovah Jireh. I know him, and yet we're waiting. Now, I mean no disrespect when I say this, y'all, but yet, man, we can't wait for that stimulus check to come. Uh oh, no, he didn't say that. Yes, he did. We're waiting for the checks to come because we're waiting for the government to take care of us. And the reality is, when we look at the scriptures, the church was always self-sufficient. The people of God were always self-sufficient. They did not depend on anybody else because in fact, the scripture says at chapter two, they had all things common and the church was able to take care of itself. But now we're looking to the secular world to be able to take care and even fund many of our our projects and our programs and our churches. We're more dependent on them. And if we didn't have them giving us money, we would not be able to sustain ourselves. There's something wrong with that picture. We have got to learn how to disconnect from the Babylonian system because there are some of us on this line right now. You probably should have been entrepreneurs years ago. You should have been in business for yourself years ago, but chose not to do it only because of the fact that you didn't possess the faith to handle it. But remember, faith comes by hearing. And hearing what? By the word of God. And so many of us on this line right now, you've been listening to the word for years upon years upon years. You ought to have enough faith at this particular time to move any and every mountain in your life. Our problem is, Bishop, is that what we've done is that we keep on singing these songs that keep us in bondage and keep us in slavery. I'm coming up the rough side of the mountain. Oh, I'm doing my best to make it in. And man, we start singing that and folks are jumping and shouting, screaming, crying, falling out. But there is nowhere in scripture where the Bible says or the Lord says to climb no mountain. That is not what he told you and I to do. You are not supposed to be climbing no mountain. The Bible says, speak to the mountain and tell it to move, and it should obey you. That's what the word of the Lord says. The problem is, is that many of us believers, either you're not saying anything or you're saying all the wrong things. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life is in the power of what's this your tongue in the power of the tongue and a man's belly or his life shall be satisfied with the fruit of it so we got to change up some things y'all and you got the desire to disconnect yourself from the babylonian system and make god your only source because let me say this and i'll be done in just a moment because trusting in god for all things should be elementary However many of us struggle because the enemy challenges god's word in you the same as what happened in the garden of eden the devil challenged the word when he, when eve and he had the initial conversation <laughs> excuse me when they had the initial conversation and he said well look he said what has god said god said you can eat of every tree in this garden just don't don't eat or touch that one in the middle of the garden, and the day that you eat of it, you'll surely die. Now, when she quoted it that way, in actuality, she quoted it incorrectly because the Lord never said, don't touch it. He said, don't eat from it. He didn't say don't touch it because God forbid, suppose one day, they walk around the garden, they stumble on something, and then they just happen to brush up against the tree, bam, they were dead. Now, what we also have to understand is this, When the Lord spoke of death, he was not talking about physical death. The Hebrew words, when it said, you shall surely die, in actuality, what it means is dying, you shall die. It began the process of death. Because when we look at the scriptures, Adam lived for 900 years. So he did not die immediately. Now, here's what's real death. Real death is being disconnected from God. Because once you disconnect from God, 100%, you and I would totally be dead. Because God is life. And because God is life, then there's no way in the world then that we can live apart from Him. So, therefore, that's why the scripture says, therefore, do not cast away. Your confidence, which has great reward. The question for you and I tonight is Are you willing to wait on God and let God perform what it is that He needs to perform in your life? God gives you a promise of a promised land. And between promise and the promised land, there is a process. The issue is. Many of us don't like going through the process, and everyone's process is going to be different. And the reason why the process is different is because whatever the Lord allows to take place in our life is always going to be relevant to the assignment on your life. Whatever God has called you to do, your troubles are always going to correlate along with whatever it is the assignment is. So let me say this and get this in your spirit. The greater your assignment, the greater your trouble is going to be. Get that in your spirit. The greater your assignment, the greater your troubles are going to be. And then let me say this to you. Stop asking God to take stuff off of you when you have already prayed the prayer, Lord, let your perfect will be done. Because the things that he allows to take place in our lives is always designed, watch this, for some of you to extract gifts and abilities from your life that are sitting on the inside of you, dormant, and you're doing nothing with it. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, God says this He says, It is God who gives you the power to get wealth. The word power means ability. It is God who gives you the ability to make and to get or to gain wealth. He gives you this great power. But we've got to be refined. And because we've got to be refined, sometimes what it means is the Lord is going to allow you to be tried by fire. But watch this. Don't ask God to take you out because let me say, let me tell you this, think about it. In Daniel chapter three, the Hebrew boys didn't ask to be, they didn't ask to get out the fire. They said, look my king. They said, we know uh, you want to kill us, no problem. They said, our God is able to deliver us. But are you at this place yet? Even if he doesn't. Are you prepared to trust God to that degree? Are you at the place where you will wait on God to that degree, to where even if he doesn't, you are still willing to go through whatever hard trial that you must go through, no matter how severe it might be. At the end of the day, you got to remember that it pays to wait. Don't allow yourself to get in a hurry because child of God, watch this, James chapter 1, Verse 2 to 4, and I'm going to close with this one. James chapter 1, verse 2 to 4. My brethren, or my sisters, of course, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, how in the world am I supposed to be joyful, and excuse my expression, but I'm going through pure hell, that here it is, that this pandemic has literally been kicking my butt. And how am I supposed to have joy? Because what's this? Joy is not happiness. Happiness is always contingent upon something happening to you. But joy is a state of mind, oh my. Joy is an affair of the heart. So therefore, I should always have joy even if I don't have a dime in my pocket. I can still have joy. And then look what what Peter also says. Not only should you have joy, but joy unspeakable and full of the Lord's glory. So he says, Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Now, look, it says when you fall, it doesn't say if you fall into various trials, it says when. So you can count on the fact that trouble is going to come. Oh, it's going to happen. No doubt about that. When you fall into various trials, Then it says, knowing this, knowing this. How in the world can I know this? Proverbs chapter four, verse seven. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. With all you're getting, do what? Get understanding. Now, we got to understand. Understand what? Why I have it? Because of the fact that the Lord knows that I need this at this particular time. Because let me say this before I leave you tonight. The one thing you have to keep in mind, and this might sound crazy, this particular passage I'm going to quote, I know that most of the time we always associate it with money. But well, we said, but my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And in his purest context, yes, Paul was referring to money, but it also says, all my needs. Brothers and Sisters of Cathedral, I say to you tonight, trouble is a need. And I know some of y'all are looking at me real strange. You say, what? I just said it right. Trouble is a need. Because the word of the Lord says, tribulation causes patience. Patience, experience. And experience, hope. But please know this. It ends up at hope, but it started with trouble. And the only way you go get to the hope is that you got to go through some trouble. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I feel the Lord on this. Though I walk through, it says walk, not run, not jump, not hop, not skip. Though I walk through, that means I'm content in whatever state I find myself in. So I count it all joy when I fall into various trials, knowing this, that by the trying of my faith causes me to have patience. And then watch this, that patience have its. Now, now it says it's in many of our Bibles. I like the King James. King James says that patience have her perfect work, that the man of God, the woman of God might be thoroughly furnished. Now, why would he say her perfect work because it's indicative of a woman in labor and so it's talking about her perfect work meaning that the lord does not look for premature births and the reason why some of y'all are hurting right now the reason why you're going through such calamity in your life right now is because those are birth pains those are nothing more than birth pains of a blessing And the Lord is trying to birth something through you. And that's the reason why your life hurts so bad right now. But child of God, it pays to wait. For you have need of endurance so that after you have done the will of God, you shall receive the promise. Hold on to your most holy faith. Hold on to God. And don't you dare let go. In fact, the Bible, in fact, there's a psalm We used to sing a long time ago, Bishop, some people still sing it. Hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Build your hope on things eternal and just hold to God's unchanging hand. Children of God, I submit to you again tonight, it pays to wait. It pays to wait because I'm telling you, you will you absolutely will receive the promise. So Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, thank you so much for how you have ministered to us here tonight. Thank you, Father Kevin, for the spirit of enlightenment, spirit of revelation and encouragement that has come here this evening. Lord God, I pray that you'll continue to bless this woman of God, this bishop. Use her, oh God, in a magnificent way going forward. Give her your wisdom your knowledge, your revelation, your understanding. Help a heavenly Father to keep this body of believers together and that when they return back to their building, Father, let them all return a different way. Let them come back to the building, Father, ready to worship you in the spirit and beauty of holiness. Help them, Father, heaven, that they will all come back as true worshipers, ready to worship you in spirit and in truth. Bless every household, every family under the sound of my voice, and I pray, Lord God, that there'll be no want, that there be no lack, that there be no need in any of their families, any of their households. Lord, be with every family that has experienced loss during this time, especially those who have lost loved ones, Father. We pray that you'll give them the oil of joy for their mourning, the garment of praise for their heaviness, and beauty for their ashes in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. My father in heaven, bring us to a place to where we will totally trust you and believe you for anything and everything in our lives, that you'll help us, Holy Spirit, to disconnect ourselves from that Babylonian system and to do things your way. Father, let your perfect will be done in every one and every one of our lives in every area of our lives. That through us, Father, we will advance your kingdom, but always, Lord God, to bring you glory. In the name of Jesus the Christ, the name Yeshua HaMashiach, we pray this prayer with thanksgiving, amen, amen, and amen.